Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 19th. 542 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures down 14 and a half cents at 596 and a quarter. November soybeans down 18 and a quarter at 1362. September Chicago wheat down six and a quarter at 806 and a half. September Kansas City wheat down five and a half at 868 and a half. September spring wheat down four at 935. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a review or rating on that Apple app. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like the videos, leave me a comment, give me a crop update in your neighborhood. Uh, All of those things would help me to grow this channel. Much appreciated. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, guys, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out at about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. That email includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, lots of charts, graphics, weather information. My daily subscriber-only videos are included in this deal. I did one yesterday. It was called Do the Funds Trade Seasonals? And, and there were a lot of other questions I answered regarding uh, fund traders, the CFTC reports, things along those lines, questions I've had from subscribers as of late. I did some interesting seasonal studies of corn, soybeans, and wheat. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. The U.S. will not impose tariffs on imports of fertilizer from Russia and Trinidad and Tobago. The U.S. International Trade Commission decided that the U.S. fertilizer industry is not materially injured or threatened by imports of urea ammonium nitrate solutions from Russia and Trinidad. Uh, shares of the fertilizer companies fell sharply on this news. Uh, CF Industries was down 5%. Some believe that this ruling could help to ease domestic fertilizer prices. This uh, initial decision dates back to to pre-Russia-Ukraine to 2021 when the U.S. decided that imports of products from Russia and Trinidad hurt U.S. competition. The original ruling from last year cited unfair trade practices from state-subsidized entities and sought to keep U.S. fertilizer uh, prices competitive. So this decision has been cheered by the corn lobby. National Corn Growers Association President Chris uh, Edgington said this, this comes as a welcome relief. We have been sounding the alarms and telling the ITC commissioners that tariffs will drive up input input prices to even more unaffordable levels for farmers and cripple our supply. I am so glad they listened. Comments from uh, CF Industries chief executive in the uh, Reuters article uh, were kind of critical of the decision, of course, and this probably means uh, less profits for the fertilizer companies, I would imagine. Um, If you look at a, a chart of, this is CF Industries on my screen, this is their stock price. It's performed very, very well, and they've been making a lot of money while the broader stock market has been down. Uh, specifically, CF is up 18% year-to-date. The S&P 500 is down 20% year-to-date. It's tough to find a big company that's up double digits this year, guys, and uh, the fertilizer companies are are very are, are among the very, very few. So uh, it is no secret that these companies have been making a lot of money uh, with these higher prices, I think. So uh, hopefully, this means uh, cheaper prices, better availability for you guys. We'll see what happens. I'm not an expert on this, but I would imagine it's a positive. The uh, Corn Growers Association seems to be a fan of the decision. 
U.S. corn conditions mostly unchanged last week. The crop rate at 64%, good to excellent, unchanged on the week, uh, just below the 65% average. You've got a few states with the good to excellent rating of 50% or below in corn. So these are your kind of poorer states in regard to ratings. Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, Texas, Kansas, and Colorado. You've got a few states that are... Uh, rated really well, Iowa, Illinois, North Dakota, Wisconsin, all of those states are 70% good to excellent or better. Iowa is the best at 81% good to excellent. Uh, USDA said 37% of the corn crop is silking versus 15 last week, uh, behind the 48% average. No secret that a lot of the crop was planted late this year. 6% of the corn crop in the dough stage nationally versus two last week, seven on average. U.S. soybean conditions declined slightly, 61% good to excellent, down from 62 last week, slightly below the 62% average. States with the good to excellent of 50%, uh, good excellent rating of 50% or below, these are your poorer states again, Indiana, Ohio. Kentucky, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Top-rated states, Iowa, Wisconsin, South Dakota, Nebraska, Arkansas, and Louisiana. Those states are 65% good to excellent or better in regard to their uh, soybean rating. USDA said 48% of the bean crop is blooming versus 32 last week, 55 on average. 14% of the bean crop setting pods versus 6 last week and 19 on average. U.S. spring wheat conditions are really good, 71% good to excellent, up another percentage point on the week, way out ahead of the 53% average. Uh, maturity's way behind due to late planting. Only 68% of the spring wheat crop up north is headed versus 90% on average. U.S. winter wheat harvest, pretty close to average at 70%. You got a whole bunch of states that are 95% complete or better. Uh, those include Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, North Carolina, and California. So winter wheat harvest pushing forward and, and mostly done in the Southern Plains and uh, getting there in the Midwest. Looking at the weather this morning, uh, there's some rain on the radar over parts of Minnesota. I'm not sure what the amounts or totals were. If you guys have some updates, uh, drop them in the YouTube comments. The next seven days looks, um, you know, there's going to be some rains uh, in the Eastern Corn Belt again, uh, parts of say Northeast Iowa, Wisconsin, into the northern, uh, very far northern part of Illinois, northern Indiana, Michigan, Ohio will do okay. So you've had kind of this divide here, and I, I think it's it's pretty obvious what's happening. You're seeing the rains hit in the central and eastern parts of the Corn Belt and not in the western parts of the Corn Belt or in the plains, and the forecast kind of hints that that continues essentially. You look at the 6 to 10, and it looks a little bit better, again, for like eastern areas, uh, maybe above normal precipitation in the period from July 24th through the 28th. Temperature's still going to be above normal, though, based on the government maps this morning, 8 to 14 looks pretty similar, uh, maybe better than expected or normal rains for the central and eastern Corn Belt, but still dry for the plains and still warm. Uh, this heat is certainly an issue. The map on my screen is expected maximum temperatures for today. Uh, you're talking temperatures well, nor well north of 100 degrees in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, probably into Nebraska potentially. And this is going to continue for a while. This heat is not like a one or two, three uh, day deal. This is this is like a ten to to ten day to maybe two week deal of this heat across the plains, and that's a big deal. I mean, these areas are hot, they're dry. There will absolutely absolutely be some yield implications in the uh, plains and parts of the Western Corn Belt, especially I think uh, given the forecast. Now, some traders noting that maybe this this stuff looks just a little bit better. Uh, you know late yesterday into today in terms of potential rainfall. Maybe that's why the markets are off. Maybe that's why corn backed off late yesterday. It's tough to say. The uh, cattle market finished the day 
Uh, we were higher in live cattle, mixed in feeder cattle, not much cash trade to speak of. We'll see what develops today. The U.S. dollar is down sharply again today and has corrected lower after that big run to the upside. The S&P 500 is up 33 points. The Dow's up 200. Bonds are off just a little bit. Uh, precious metals mixed. Crude oil is down $1.23.98.16 last trade. And the SEP WTI was above 100 bucks briefly uh, overnight. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.